Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of the Trady Business School podcast, the only podcast you need to be listening to to get yourself more time, more freedom, and make sure you're off of the tools. I am joined with a very, very special guest today, the lady that has been the face of uh, Trady Business School for many years now, head coach, the brains and the beauty behind the organisation. Please welcome Miranda Hill. Miranda, how are you today? I am wonderful. Thank you. That What a wonderful intro. I don't think I've, uh, well, I haven't been introed like that before, Adam, so thank you. No, you are most welcome. And, and Miranda, um, we've been chatting offline, obviously, and, and I thought this was a really important podcast. Um, offline, we were talking about the importance of, of connecting with our clients and our community. And uh, it dawned on me that we hadn't had you interviewed on the podcast that you've done so, so many episodes on now. So, so I thought it'd be great for the, the, the community out there to, to really, you know, get to know who you are and what you're about, because you've got some amazing stories. You've done some amazing things. I mean, just running the, the distances you run is, is amazing in itself, but in the coaching space, you've been here for, for many years now. So yeah, I'd love to, to, you know, myself get to know more about you as well as at the same time as as the audience out there. Fantastic. Right. So an episode about me, ladies and gentlemen, strap in. Uh, you probably had to park on the side of the road, get ready, take some notes. Yeah. Do not be driving while listening to this <laughs> podcast. It's going to be a banger. No, it, it is wonderful. You know, I think I think by the time uh, this episode gets aired, we will have at least done 100 episodes, which uh, I know we are around about now, uh, circling around that 100 episode. If not, we had passed the 100 episode for Trady Business School, which yeah. is phenomenal. You know, I remember back when we we launched Trady Business School and, you know, week on, week out, we've been sharing and connecting with all of you listening. And I, I suppose the first thing I'd love to say is thank you. Thank you oh. to every one of you listeners out there that continue to tune in. I am so grateful because I know that there are many places that you could be and many other play podcasts you could be listening to and that you are here listening. I, I am. I'm filled with gratitude that in for whatever, in some way, um, what I've been doing for so long is connecting with you. So thank you for, for tuning in. I do get feedback and and people connecting in saying they're really enjoying the episodes, episodes, episodes. There we go. I'm tripping over my words. As you well know, I do that quite frequently make words up um, episodes. So yeah, as uh, as Adam said, I have been coaching for quite um, quite a few years now and it, and it brings me great joy. Amazing. Amazing. So Miranda, let's, let's start at the beginning. Like you've got this sound about you that's certainly not Australian. So let's start. Where are you from? Where did you begin? Where did it all begin? Well, I'm a Kiwi. Born and bred in Wellington, the mighty windy Wellington. So someone said to me once, because honestly, wind gives me the shits. Um, <laughs> it really does. Uh, it, you know, it, you just can't have a picnic in the wind. It blows your skirt around your head. Your hair goes messy. It sticks in your lipstick. It's a bloody nightmare. But uh, someone said to me once that Wellington apologises well. Uh, Wellington is a beautiful place. And on a stunning day, uh, it... Uh, the mountains with the snow in the distance. One of my first jobs in Wellington was at uh, BP Oil and the office was right 
uh, looking over the harbour. And I used to watch dolphins in the harbour and watch the snow on the on the tararuas and things like that uh, wow. during my day. It was pretty rough. But, yeah, born born and bred in Wellington. Amazing, amazing. Mm. So um, you're, you're no longer there. When did you leave? Where did you go? What did you do? And what brought it all on? What was the catalyst for leaving Wellington? Well, Wellington, sorry. Now yeah. I can't speak Australian. <laughs> My tripping over the words uh, syndrome is contagious, Adam. Yeah. So no doubt you'll do it again. I, could, <laughs> I do have a good laugh over it. Uh, so there's this thing in New Zealand. So I grew up there. I went to university. I did. Um, I did a. I did a science degree, believe it or not. I got a, and, and psychology. I, I mixed the two together. So I've, I've got a psychology degree because I just love people. Figuring out people patterns and codes. It's something that mm. I was interested in very, very early on. But uh, for those of you Kiwis tuning in, you'll know the OE, the overseas experience, which pretty much every Kiwi, uh, young Kiwi is expected to go and do, where we take flight. We either finish uh, school and go or we finish university and go, maybe work a little bit, as I did. I thought, I thought Kiwis didn't have wings, though. Oh, some do. This one oh. does. <laughs> <laughs> this one does. Yeah. And, and we, we go overseas to do a working holiday. So I left uh, Wellington and travelled via uh, the US where I sort of drove coast to coast, caught the train coast to coast, all solo. Um, I hopped on that plane by myself and off I went. Wow. Uh, and then I landed in the UK where I worked and travelled for a good couple of years working for investment banks and oh, I worked on the trading floor of Goldman Sachs. That was fascinating uh, wow. all prior to the um, – the GFC, but uh, <laughs> that would have been an interesting day, yeah. Yeah, well, I wasn't there then. I wasn't there, so it was all before then. But it was a, it was. I learned a lot. I worked with a lot of very, very different people from many different uh, walks of life, cultures, and different sizes of organisations. So, yeah. yeah, very cool. So, how old were you when you took flight, sir? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, straight out of uni, straight on a plane, basically, and across well, the. Well, I was was younger. I actually, I went uni and I worked for two or three years first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. So ended up in UK. Mm -hmm. How long were you in the UK for? And what brought you, what moved you on from the UK? I was there for two years. I probably would have stayed longer except for my visa expired. I did get offered a number of opportunities while I was there, but I just had itchy feet. I wasn't ready to stop and and sort of be linked into some visa that kept me there working. I did a lot of working for several months and travelling. I did things like, you know, fly to Moscow. I caught the train from Moscow to Hong Kong solo. Wow. Right across Russia. That was that. I loved that. So I, I travelled a lot and did all of that. And then when my visa expired, I uh, came back and I, I landed in Sydney. So that's where I am right now and have mm. been for the last 20-odd years. Wow. Why Sydney? Well, I mean, people are going to say, why not Sydney, that live in Sydney, but anybody that's been anywhere but Sydney would maybe be questioning that decision. I know. Hey, I think coming from a big city in London, I was still wanting another, I I enjoyed cities at that stage. And I also want to be somewhere that I could be uh, very, very easy access to get back to New Zealand for my family, who's all still back there. So Mm. it seemed Mm. like a great place to come and it had a beautiful harbour, which I was used to from Wellington. It just felt like the right place to be. So here I am. Fair enough. (laughs) A little bit of a sister Sydney to Wellington, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. So in Sydney, what, uh, what did you do once you landed there? I mean, obviously you didn't just sit and stare at the harbour and the bridge all day. 
Well, and I well, I almost did because I did work. One of my first, I worked a couple of different places. Uh, one of the one of the fascinating ones I used to love working for. I worked for Carlton and United Brewery, the brewery that was on Broadway. For those of you in Sydney that know, there was the old brewery that's been demolished now. They've kept the gates up there. But I, uh, I very much enjoyed working there in uh, draft based services, and I got to spend all day uh, working with the with the guys there. And we were uh, used to, you know, teach uh, bars how to clean the lines and change the kegs and te- test all the beer fonts and all the different things like that. So that was great fun. Um, great bunch of guys there, and um, there were a few 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 girls, of course, there. But the department I was in was in um, was was all all guys apart from me. Wow! Wow! And, uh, and the I moved on to working in internal communications for Ogilvy for uh, Singleton Ogilvy and Mather and advertising right there in Darling Harbour, which was amazing. So looking over, I did sit and gaze at the harbour all day. So <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing, and uh, worked for some big big corporates. Um, you know, American Express, Caltex were my clients there, and the size of the business is is really irrelevant. People are people. And within it all, um, the thing that I did very well was to help people to communicate and do what they uh, do what they do better to share their story better. So yep. that's when I moved on from there after I had kids and I went and uh, started my own uh, copywriting business. I worked in for a number of years, so that enabled wow. me to work part time while I was raising my uh, raising my kids. I've got three daughters. Yeah. So I did that and I just loved working. That's what I fell in love with working for small, medium business owners. And yep. I just to enable to be able to tell their story, help them tell their story yep. through language and through their website so that their craft um, came to life. It was yeah. the joy. Yeah, nice. Nice. Now there's from my notes of us catching up, there was mm. one other thing that you did that I think is is really quite mm. important because it sort of ties in with the the male dominated industry of the beer world. It was oil and gas, I believe. Oh yeah, that was uh, back in New Zealand. I worked for BP Oil. Yeah, that very much was male dominated uh, worlds. Definitely, I was mm. in in uh, learning and development in in mm. HR, but. Um, yeah, working in in that space, it was great fun. It was my formative years and and early early on in my career. Yeah, so I certainly through all of my world, all of my work, even working in um, in the UK through um, the investment banks I worked with was all like I worked on the trading floor at Goldman Sachs. Yeah, up yeah. To Twelve traders as they screamed and yelled at their screens trading all day. Um, it was, it was. That's very male dominated as well, isn't it? Oh yeah. 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 It was all, all, all predominant. It really, really was. So, yeah. um, I'm certainly, uh, no, I no. what's the, oh, it's not straight. I'm no stranger. To yeah. Working in male dominated spaces. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's really cool. Like, cause I think it puts together a really cool backstory, like how you've kind of landed in the trade space, which once mm. again, very male dominated. Mm. Um, but you know, tying all those experiences that you've had together yeah. in those male-dominated areas kind of paints the picture why you're able to to sort us sort all us blokey blokes out and uh, you know help with business. But I think you know, with that information, you going into your own business, the segue into coaching. Talk to us about that. Like, mm. how did that all come about? Because um, you know. You could have just kept doing your own thing um, in the copywriting space. 
obviously really successful with that, had your own business and, and stood doing that for a couple of years. What happened there? It was really interesting segue. It's a great question, Adam. One of the very, very early on, I was doing a writing course. One of the first things we uh, we needed to do was to really think about why we did what we did. So this ties into what we teach our clients all of the time to to focus on your why, your vision, why you do mm. what you do. So we had to do that at a personal level. And I certainly encourage our clients within the program to talk to, to think about why, like you know, to have a personal vision for yourself and connect in with why you do what you do as an individual as well as through your business. And doing this exercise, what I realized was that through the common thread through all of my roles that I'd had in my varied work history, the common thread was always to help others to be better yeah, wow. what they do. Always. That's the thing that lit me up and brought me joy. So I was like, righto, off you go and, and formalize this and actually learn how to do it properly to connect in and learn some structure. So I went off and enrolled at um, one of Australia's leading coaching uh, schools, uh, the Coaching Institute, and studied there for three years. And nice. Yeah, so I went went off and did that and and landed in the in in the coaching space. And that was because I just I'm not one to do things by halves either. So it certainly I, doesn't seem that way, that's for sure. And the know. clients that know you already certainly would would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I do. So I landed in the coaching space. Was Trady Business School your first stop? I ran my own coaching business for a while. And so no, it wasn't my first stop. Uh, what I realized after a period of time was that I came to this, I had a moment where I realized that it really wasn't about me after all. And I, it, was a, it was a moment where I decided that to reach more people, to help more people more quickly, yeah. to jump into the game changes was and trading business school was going to enable me to do that. So mm. to come into a system that existed so to go to reach more people. So that's what I did a couple of years ago. Yeah, nice. Mm. Nice. Um, ever looked back? No, never looked oh, back. Oh, excellent. That's the <laughs> correct answer. <laughs> I just I, I get huge joy out of uh of working with our clients to connecting and connecting with all of you listeners as well to know that you you tune in, you listen, and that I can influence the way in which you think and perceive your worlds mm. and that you may go out and choose to take different action or think differently around your business, around the way that you interact with others, uh, even going as far as your relationships mm. with your partners, uh, with your children, all of those things. Like One of the things I'll always say in, in, within uh, our coaching programs is I coach the whole human being and not just the business. It is it is so important. We don't have business problems. We have personal problems that show up yeah. in our business. And that's such a huge point to make to everybody that is listening, like the, the personal side of business. Like I, I was talking about this the other day with somebody just – how boxed, pigeonholed it used to be with don't bring your personal shit to work, you know, make sure that you you keep that separation. But it's it's like literally impossible, you know, and, and I think that that's one of the most powerful things that you bring is with all that background that you have in in male-dominated spaces, but also the, the training and the development around, you know, psychology and um, language and patterns and all of those sorts of things is, you know, really being able to see how that personal stuff is manifesting in business, you know, 
the the amount of times I've had people like, oh, I've got this problem with my marketing, and it's like, uh, no, the, the problem is not the marketing; it's it's you and what's going on at home. You know, like, I mean, I remember an example of a of a guy who was. You know, all my leads have died, blah, blah, blah. But the, the issue was he was he used to come into work on a Saturday and do all his marketing, get leads and all of that for the next week, but ended up having a fight with the partner over the amount of time he was spending at work, stopped doing that. And that's what actually trashed his marketing, you know, because he stopped doing that because of a personal issue. So you know, they're the they're the sorts of patterns and behaviors I think that you you pick up on on really well with our clients. So so talk a little bit about, I guess, what you see as the superpower that you bring. I mean, I've probably alluded to it a little bit, but what is it that you feel that you help our clients with the most? The mindset, the inner game. So I firmly believe, as I've as I touched on it, is the we don't have personal problems, uh, business problems. We have personal problems that show up in our business, and this goes as far as to talk to the um, our characteristics, our behaviours, our belief patterns, our values, um, our family system, and how this plays out in limiting what we believe we're capable of, limiting our thought patterns, and so drawing. Uh, attention to those in a way that clients have moments where they go, wow, okay, now I, I you can see them pop past the, 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 the moments. Yeah, the breakthrough moments. Also to saying what needs to be said from a place of love and compassion. All my clients know that everything I say comes from a place of wanting success for them, wanting mm. uh, them to succeed. And it is being able to say and saying the things that they mm. need to hear, not that they want to hear. I'm not here to be everyone's best friend. I'm here to mm. help them to achieve what they need to achieve. And so to know, I suppose the reason I get out of bed every day is to be the person that believes in somebody before they even believe in themselves. That's why I get up every day. We all need someone in our corner. Yeah. And I love being that person for somebody and watching them grow and flourish. We've had some amazing clients. We just had a um, couple of clients. Clients naturally move through our programs. And it brings me great joy to watch clients evolve and grow and flourish, mm. uh, not because of me, but I, I'm a, a witness to that and a guide and maybe a, a catalyst in some mm. cases, but clients do the work for themselves. Yeah. Um, I, they, they do. And to, to be part of that is, yeah. is, yeah, as I said, it's a joy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's absolutely fantastic. And, and I think um, it's a, probably a great place to wrap up and, you know, just let our clients know and the population out there, the community out there that does listen that, you know, if you want a a, a gentle um, love punch, um, you need you need some slapping into line with love. Um, you know, Miranda is here waiting for you <laughs> to come into the program and, and get that help you need. But um, Miranda, it's been absolutely fantastic, you know, being able to put you in the hot seat because uh, I know you hot seat so many other people. So uh, I hope we uh, we didn't turn the burners on too too high, but um, it's um, it's great to get to know more about you. Um, just before I, I finish off, I would love to know what what do you see as the future? What is the future of the of the world and you? I know it's a it's a left field question, but you within the business, what do you think we're going to achieve um, 
And, uh, and what do you think is going to happen in the world? Those are pretty huge questions, and I, I, yeah. I don't think I can answer those, Adam. What I think is going to happen in the world, what's the future? I don't have a yeah. crystal ball uh, at all. So I, I don't know for sure. What I do know is that it's up to each and every one of us to make a choice to create a different life, to be better in any moment, to choose to lean into feedback, to notice what's going on around us, and to take on responsibility for the results we're either getting or not getting learn to be with ourselves and not avoid ourselves, all yep. of those things. And those all come to the choices we all make. There are opportunities in abundance for all of us. Yeah. And I do believe that the connection with others, the leaning on others, the um, bringing, bringing a little bit more love into the world, care, compassion and understanding and listening mm. and really connecting and being present with each other will um as it'll sound cliche make the world a better place it will make yeah. your world a better place Definitely. it is up to each individual to make the decision to do that yeah and to choose to understand that the power is ours each and every one of ours to change our own worlds and through that ripple through the lives of others to yeah. wait for it to happen and things and the stars to line up believing that it's all outside of you yeah, you're limiting yourself. Mm. So there we go. That's that's my my parting rant. <laughs> I love it. I love Over it. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you're playing too small, give us a call. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and thank you. As I said at the beginning, thank you everyone for listening. It's been it's it's fun to talk about myself. We all love to talk about ourselves. So thanks sure Adam, for asking. For those of you considering ideas that that maybe joining a program might be for you, then uh, reach out. For those of you that are happy cruising along within uh, listening to the podcasts, if you haven't already, jump over and join the Tradie Business School, not Tradie Business School, the Tradies and General Contractors Global free Facebook group. I do a live in there every week, so you can listen to me talk some more if you would like. We've got some great free resources and tools that you can download in there as well. So Jump on into that on Facebook. And if not, uh, we'll see you again for the episode next week. Amazing. Thanks so much. See you next time, Miranda. Yeah.